Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane on 702. So this morning we're chatting to our human potential and parenting expert uh, and author and speaker, Nikki Bush, about the value of children stretching themselves by doing things that are difficult and challenging. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rafiwe. Well, exactly to that point, how do we get our children to stretch themselves um, and, and I guess learn through difficult and trying situations? Yeah, so I think this starts in small ways, Rafiwe, and why I picked this topic this week. Mm. It's, it's really quite personal for me. I reminded myself this week of just what the learning process entails and looks like. And when we learn anything new, it's hard. You know, we're breaking new ground. So let's just briefly talk about that. And I'll give you my scenario this week. Please do. My, (laughs) my, My Windows machine, my computer, which I rely on, (laughs) <laughs> for many, many hours every day. Your Windows machine, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it crashed, okay? The battery completely wiped out and we could not access my machine. Mm. And fortunately, because we live in an era of cloud-based technology, I was able to get onto another machine and access all my documents, my email, etc. But sure. it was a different operating system. So I moved on to a Mac. Now... There's been a conversation that's been going on. Welcome to the future, Nikki Bush. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I have lived through what they call Mac hell (laughs) for for a few days, you see, for about a week. And I've been resisting. So this is what happens in the learning process is we like to do stuff we know. And we stick with the safety of what we know. The Mac conversation has been going on for over a year. Should mm. I or shouldn't I move? And there's mixed schools of thought. And the resistance comes because I don't know the system. It's going to slow me down while I learn it. So I'm not going to bother. Yeah. But you know what? Necessity is a mother of invention. So I moved across onto the Mac at about uh, midday on Monday. And by that night, I had to give a presentation to an audience mm. Mm. using the Mac, which was unbelievably tough. I know. Anyway, so I've pushed through this week by pushing myself long hours. It actually felt like that first couple of weeks in lockdown last year when we were all rallying to take our businesses online and we suddenly had to learn how to use virtual conferencing technology and, you know, it was tough. You know, people were reporting those first few months actually of lockdown that they were working 12 to 15 hour days and some of that was just because we were having to overcome the hurdles of new technology because we have to do repetition 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 by the time i got to wednesday this week my eyes felt like they were completely square because i had pushed myself to do the hours of repetition so that i could remember where things were and how to do it and then i had another opportunity this week to marvel at the importance of pushing oneself to do hard things. My um, domestic helper found a tablecloth that I had made in my, I think it was my grade 11 year. I took home economics as as a matric subject. And in those days, it was not consumer studies. It Mm. was literally, you would 
I designed ball gowns and and made them and suits and a Spanish blackwork tablecloth, embroidered tablecloth, which I have not actually seen for I've never used. <laughs> but I'm now living in a in a house that has a six seater table, and this Spanish blackwork handmade tablecloth appeared, and she said, "Look what I found! Isn't it beautiful?" <laughs> and I have been looking at this tablecloth all week. Every time I eat, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness! I did this! I did that! I created this every last little stitch!" But you know what? I marvel at. That tablecloth was made pre-computer days, and it was actually the placement mm. of the design that had to be hand-counted in these tiny little blocks to perfection. And I go, wow, that was dedication and persistence and perseverance. And it doesn't have to be something as hard as that. Mm. If you think about a child learning to ride a bike, a child learning to read, they've never, ever done that before. And so we're, what we're doing is creating brand new neurological pathways in the brain, which is uncomfortable. And as parents today, we don't actually like our children to feel discomfort. Sure. We don't want to push them to a place of um, feeling like they can't. And yet... We have to push through the barriers of I can't and this is hard in order to lead us to a place of satisfaction. Mm. And I think where we're missing the boat these days is that we don't appreciate the feeling of satisfaction. What we're pushing for is the end result, not the satisfaction of the process to get there. So, so we, we tend to say to our kids, oh, don't bother, don't worry, it's okay. Mm. So I'm trying to think back to how did I get through those tough spots like learning, learning the Mac this week and doing that amazingly difficult Spanish blackwork embroidery. And I remember my mum, she couldn't do it for me, but she would sit up late at night and just keep me company. Mm. And sometimes it's about holding the space for somebody just to keep going and persisting. You know, Nikki, it's so, you know, first of all, you're telling a parent to, you know, just stand back, stay back and let your child explore, fall down or not even fall, but just get frustrated, right? And I think get frustrated and work through the frustration and just glean those small but very important lessons. And I laughed a lot, probably too hard at your Mac experience and only because I completely related to it, right? Whether it's transitioning from one operating system to another or using a new bit of tech, which is not as intuitive or as counterintuitive compared Mm. to what you're used to. It's that unfortunate experience of losing a document or fumbling through your presentation that's going to teach you those hard lessons where you go okay so i i won't i won't press that space button again because this is actually what happens you know all those things we know this but it's all incremental and there's literally no shortcut to getting that knowledge it's all experience that is the important word that you've just used it's incremental learning new subjects at school is incremental i have a niece who um, is is a national diver. Mm. Now, diving is hard. Mm. Learning to dive off a high board is hard. Do you know how often you have to hurt yourself? Sure. 
when you're learning how to dive. I've just spoken to her now, and she is now working through an Olympic list. She calls it the Pike List. Mm. And most of the dives up to now have have been tuck dives, where you pull your body in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now you've got to do all these dives with these straight legs. And she just said it's full of fear, bruises, and slaps. Mm. You know, she's got to work through that to get to that place. And then if you think about matrix right yeah. now, and I've actually just got a, a niece who passed matric end of, well, obviously in February. These Congrats to her. Week ago. <laughs> and it's just, it's such a big momentous occasion. And in, in our country, of course, it's very, very predicated on one set of results and yet not in a way because there's so much that leads up to it. And in matric, you have to do this one research task um, if you're in a private school, it's called an ORT, a one research task, where you have to pick one of your subjects and do a massive project, a deep dive into something that interests you. Okay. And if you don't, and, and whatever subject you don't do, so you pick one subject and then the rest of your subject, you have to do a lot of portfolio work. Um, which is also, that is the really hard part of an, of an Isasa matric. Is, and I have a son who did an Isasa matric, and I've got a, a son who did a government school matric. Yeah. And this is the big distinction between the two, is the amount of portfolio and project work that you have to do in a private school matric is huge. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard. You know, it's really hard. You've really got to push yourself. But actually, when they get to the end of what they call this one research task, the amount of satisfaction is really amazing. And I, I, I liken it to um, how adults feel when we finish a massive project yeah. at work. Yeah. Um, and at Montessori schools, they actually have in, in grade 11 and 12, um, the learners have to choose one real life thing and go out into the world and interview people in business about this one particular area. And they grow enormously because they see the path of learning, the mm. path of doing that comes up. And, um, and, you know, you think as an adult, you might switch careers. And when you switch careers, you start again mm. and you become a beginner. And it's like when a child learns to read and they shift from reading a book that's primarily with pictures and then they make the shift to reading a book with no pictures for clues. Yeah, yeah. And now they have to really, really, that word power and the theater of the mind comes into play. And then consider a child who's playing a very strategic video game, computer video game. Do you know some of those video games are very, very detailed. You've got to learn the backstory as if you were reading one of those thick historical novels. You've got to learn the context of the game. Then you've got to learn the strategy and the rules in the game. So we, we do keep challenging ourselves all the time. Of course, it's easier if we pick something we're interested in. Mm-hmm, of course. You know, as a general field of interest, that's a, that's a lot easier if you're actually interested. But think about all the perseverance, the persistence, and the tenacity that you develop as you progress. And that is what children need in abundance these days. That's what adults need in abundance working through this era of disruption is we need to 
think about where we've been and what we've done and what we've triumphed over in our lives to give us that confidence to keep pushing through and trying with hard stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Nikki, I, you know, when you talked about that, that one research task and I just thought, you know, giving children the space or yeah, giving your children the space to just do that deep dive in that moment, whatever takes, you know, that fancy, whether it's them and that tennis racket, practicing that serve up against the dining room wall day in, day yeah. out, <laughs> however long <laughs> it takes and it's annoying you, you're trying to work from home, you've got your, listen, the child is practicing that serve, give them a break. <laughs> Yes, you know, yes. it's it's two months, a month or three weeks of hell, whatever it is. But eventually they'll get there and move on to the next thing. But I think just that opportunity to immerse themselves in that new thing, uh, graphic novels or that, you know, animation course that you downloaded on the, you know, on the on the tablet, whatever it is, just the patience to let a child explore is so key, so important. Yeah, you know, um, just to, to give people an analogy of how the brain actually works is if you start doing something new, um, it's like cutting a new pathway through the felt. If you were to go on a hike um, through the felt and there was no pathway, it's actually quite tough and it's mm. uncomfortable underfoot because you've got all those tufts of grass and maybe tall grass and you've got to fight through the environment to get up the poppy that you're aiming for. But when you have done that a hundred times, you've actually started creating a pathway. You might have had to have, you know, pulled, taken a panga and cut a path if it was really a jungle. But that's, that's how, what it's like in the brain is that repetition, repetition, repetition lays down myelin. And that's the fatty substance in the brain that helps all those electrical impulses to, to work effectively and efficiently. So when you learn a new system, new operating system, it's that repetition. And suddenly you're doing it on automatic, like when you learn to drive a car mm. and you felt so incompetent the first you know, six months of <laughs> being a learner driver. Yep. You feel stupid. You feel crazy, idiotic because those neurological pathways don't exist yet. And then suddenly it becomes automatic and then there's that feeling of, wow, and satisfaction and looking at yourself through new, a new lens and that new lens is called I can. Yeah. And it's self-belief that I can do this. And the more often our children get that lesson in self-belief, the better they're going to be throughout their lives when they have to tackle this difficult things because I have to keep reminding people to think back in their lives. You know, right now, things are tough for kids. They're tough for adults. And I keep saying, let's look back at your life and see where you overcame, mm. where you succeeded, where you managed. How did that feel for you? What did you do? How did you get there? I'm reminding people all the time that we are actually more wired for change and for disruption and for learning new things than we think we are. Yep. Right now, we're just overwhelmed by the situation of, of disruption, by lockdown, by COVID. And we have to really analyze our lives. And this is the point of self-reflection. This is the beauty of self-reflection, but people don't take the time to step back and look back. And I think about you, Rafilwe. You told me a year or two ago that mm. you spent time in China. Sure. Two years in a country where you couldn't speak the language. 
<laughs> hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, when everything's different and it's completely counterintuitive and you've been independent and your own person for over three decades and here you go to a country where you just go to the hardware store and expect to get curtain racks and turns out they're not sold there. And you think, my goodness, where to start now? Every day a challenge. Sure. Every day a challenge. And because you had no option, mm-hmm. because you were stuck there for as long as you were, you got on with it and you made it work. I think back to um, a year I spent in Australia as an 18-year-old. Mm. I went there knowing absolutely nobody. I knew nobody. And that was the days pre-email, pre-fax machines, pre-social media. Yeah. And taking that leap of faith that you would be okay. We need to believe in our children. Love I you. think it starts their self-belief starts with us believing that they can do hard things even if that means we take our hands off the steering wheel and we just hold the space for them lovely believing that they can let's go to the phone lines now james and bedford view you took a novel approach or was it novel you took an interesting approach with your son welcome to the show james yes hi morning morning Um, what did you do yeah what i did was um my my son he was uh, last year, he decided he's going to excel at maths. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I did in this year, great. You're going to excel at maths, but pick a subject that you're not comfortable with and learn that and excel at that because in life, I think that is exactly what you're faced with so often. is thing you don't really want to do actually the thing that you have to excel at and it's uncomfortable. That, that was the word that yeah. you know, I heard Nikki use. So did he, did he rise to the it. occasion, James? Sorry? Did he rise to the occasion? How did he acquit himself? Um, he's, he's still contemplating and picking the subject, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to let him off the hook. You know? <laughs> he he needs, to pick, needs to pick that subject and, and work at it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how, what he chooses and how he does with it. But does he understand where you're coming from in that, in that regard? Yes, I think he does, you know. And I think from my life experiences over the past few years, I've had to relearn things. And uh, it, it is difficult. And you can either shy away from it because it's not comfortable mm. or uh, if, if you're equipped, then you'll get used to that uncomfortable hopefully and know that well this is nice but it goes away after a while yeah interesting <laughs> yeah. one there Nikki yeah well, I'll tell you something. I did a I did a dipstick poll, research poll at one with one of my presentations this week, where mm-hmm. I asked all the parents uh, who are in you know in their employment and in their jobs, what percentage of the parents have had to change something within their job or their business as a result of COVID or technology in the past one to three years yeah. and 92% voted yes. 92%. Sure. So, yeah, as you said earlier on in our conversation, we are actually more a bit more adaptable to change than we um, actually appreciate for the most part. Nikki, let's take a look at the toy review that you've got for us. Um, thanks for that rather interesting conversation. Let's let's talk yeah. toys now and more re- relaxation, I guess. Okay, <laughs> so more relaxation and yet more of the same review. Yeah. Because every time we get a new game, we have to learn new rules. Sure. And we are pushing our brains and our bodies to do new stuff. And that's the point of learning through play. Mm. So today's game is called 
CLACK, C-L-A-C-K. It's a brand new range of games on the market. The range is called Amigo. And this game, um, just up front to tell you that it's available on Loot and Raru, R-A-R-U, which are online um, uh, e-commerce platforms, mm-hmm. and can be played from five years through to adults. Quick 10-minute game. It's a magnetic matching game that clacks when you stack. And I don't know if you can hear this right now. Yep, we can hear it. Okay. Those <laughs> are magnetic discs. They've all got pictures on them. There are two dice. There's a color dice, there's a shaped dice with simple pictures like lightning bolts and puzzle pieces and footprints. Uh, You throw the dice, the dice shows, say, green and a footprint. And everybody races with these magnetic discs to spot the picture. There are three pictures on each disc. If I'm looking for uh, something, uh, green feet, any disc that's got a green foot, be the first one to grab it, but you're not grabbing it. You're actually taking a magnetic disc and literally um, finding your other ones, making a stack. Uh-huh. So you're making a magnetic stack, and the person with the biggest stack is the winner. So it's actually visual processing and speed of visual processing. Mm. How quickly can you spot the picture and kind of match? And then it's quite novel because it's it's magnetic. And two to six players can play. And the minute you can't find any more of those pictures, you roll the dice again. And you keep playing until there are no more discs left on the table. Then you measure the height of your stack. And that, that proves who's the winner. And this game is 374 Rand, available only online at the moment through Raru and Take-A-Lot. And as I said, visual pro- processing skills speed of processing, fine motor control, and problem solving. And let's face it, a little bit of competition because this is a race. (laughs) Children need a little bit of pressure sometimes. Let's not forget, it's not always about making it easy. Sometimes it's about pushing ourselves through that pain. So this is the clack game. It looks like tons of fun and great practice for stacking the coins, of course, as the kids would say. Thank you, Bush, our (laughs) resident uh, human potential and parenting expert. Thanks so much for that lovely conversation.